now there are answers. Welcome to Live Prayer. Here's your host, Bill Kelly. There we go. There we go. Now we got I sound beautiful. That's what happens when you're not around for a few days. And welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Tuesday evening. I pray you had a good weekend, a good start to your week. It's good to be back together once again. If you're new to the program, you are watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And wherever you're watching me tonight, all throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea, border to border, thank you for tuning in. Friends and other far-off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I am Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website, reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online, web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com liveprayer.com. Check it out. It will be a blessing. So pray you had a good weekend, a good first few days of the week as we're into Tuesday night. Lots of interesting things have been going on in the world around us, and I'm uh, glad to be with you tonight as we will get all caught up. I think we're going to get all caught up in everything tonight. Some big events, though. Big events. So uh, sit back, enjoy the program. Four things I should do for me tonight on this program. First, pray pray for me in the program. I appreciate that more than you know. Second is the daily devotional. It's the main ministry tool here at Live Prayer. I've written it every morning for almost 25 years now. Encourage the people you know to sign up, get it. It's free like everything. It'll be in their email every morning. Simple to sign up. Just go to my homepage, up right-hand corner. Click on the sign-up link. A couple pieces of basic information. They'll be all set. Third, of course, is to continue to tell people about the program where they will get more news in one night than they'll get most places in a week. Uh, appreciate you doing that. And, and I, I get emails all the time. Didn't hear, never heard of you, didn't know you even existed. A friend of mine told, told me about you, like your program. Get those emails all the time. So please continue to share the program. Last of all, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, please pray about supporting us. We don't sell things. I'm not a marketing uh, maven, uh, not a bookseller, don't do concerts, don't do uh, events. We just plug away 24-7 on the front lines, bringing people the hope of Christ, sharing God's truth with the lost and hurting masses through one of the great uh, man-made inventions of all time, the internet. I can sit in my office every day and reach more people a day than most uh Normal ministries are going to reach in a year. So uh, we're grateful for the opportunity. And uh, if you would uh, pray about supporting the ministry, I would appreciate it. Uh, again, up right-hand corner of my homepage is a donation link. Click on it, and you'll get our address in St. Petersburg and a link to our credit card portal if that's more convenient. All right, let's have a word of prayer. We will get going. Father, Thank you for this wonderful evening. Thank you for this opportunity once again to gather in your name. I thank you for my friends who have joined me this night. 
I lift them up. I pray for them and their families. I pray for their every need to be met, no matter how small or great that need may be tonight. Thank you for this wonderful day. We've enjoyed the blessings throughout. And Lord, tonight we commit this hour to you. Open our hearts and minds. Speak to us tonight, O oh Lord. We ask and pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Let's go back to late last week when the special counsel report on Joe Biden possessing, illegally possessing classified uh, information, that report was finally released. Now, let me give you the, let me give you the punchline first, okay? Let me give you the punchline first. Joe's done, okay? Joe's done. Don't forget, this is Merrick Garland's Department of Justice, Joe Biden's Department of Justice. This is the Department of Justice he has weaponized to go after his number one political opponent in a way that has never happened in the history of this country. They buried Joe Biden late last week. This was the powers that be trying to give Joe a message. Now, the Report, do you remember when James Comey had that press conference? This was in 2016, and this was the press conference where he was talking about Hillary Clinton's emails and that whole situation. And James Comey sat there, and he laid out a litany had to be at least 10, maybe 11 different crimes she committed. And as he, as he was going through that list, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, they are going to throw this woman in prison for a long time. And then at the end, James Comey said, but no reasonable prosecutor would bring charges. What? You just listed 10, 11 major crimes she committed. And this report by special counsel, her, last week, late last week, was similar to that. Because he talked about how Joe Biden had, had no legal right to possess the classified documents he had. Some of these documents went back to his days in the Senate. And don't forget, he was never president when all this happened. So he has no coverage by the Presidential Record Act like another guy who they are charging with these things, Donald Trump. But the report clearly indicated that Joe Biden broke the law. And he, and he, he did the exact same thing that they're charging Trump with in, that, in his documents case, okay? Same thing. The difference was Trump was president. And he was allowed to possess those documents, and that's going to come out when, if this trial ever gets off the ground. Joe Biden didn't have that kind of uh, uh, authority. But here was a conclusion. Joe was, Joe's, a, Joe's a nice old man, has a very bad memory, and I don't believe that a jury would ever convict him. Boom, case closed, he's done. But Here's where they 
basically put the knife in his back. Because her, this is a 300-page report, okay? i got to be honest with you, it was very tedious going through it. But there was a whole section about a five-hour interview that Joe Biden gave to the special counsel. Couldn't remember when he was vice president. Couldn't remember uh, the year his son Bo died. You know, I talked about Bo every five minutes, right? Um, just couldn't remember didn't really follow things very well. Clearly had some mental issues. Now, to be blunt with you, that was not a shock. Because anybody that's got a pair of eyes and half a brain has seen for three years that Joe Biden is mentally shot. Being mentally shot does not give you a free pass, though, to break the law. I mean, unless they're going to proclaim him to be mentally unfit to stand trial, which is kind of the, it was kind of the direction that they went in their conclusion. And if that's the truth, if that's true, how in the name of good, how could he be president running this country? Dealing with all of the global issues has possession of the nuclear football. I mean, he's either cognitive enough to stand trial for what they clearly laid out were crimes. Same thing they charged Trump with. And if he's not, then he's got no business being president. So, of course, the White House went into... It was a, it was a blow to the White House. And they went into damage control. They toted out some guy named Ian Sams. Now, Ian Sams is a, is a smart aleck uh, communications guy. He was the uh, communications guy for the White House Counsel's Office. And again, he's just one of these very snarky, smart alecky, uh, typical Washington, D.C. bureaucrats, right? Well, they sent him out to talk to the press. Whenever anything major goes on, they do not trust Corrine Jean-Pierre. She has no ability to even... She, she lies every word out of her mouth, but she's not a consummate liar like Raggedy Ann Pisaki was or Kirby is. That's why they have Kirby doing all the uh, you know foreign uh, affairs, those kind of issues, all are being done by Kirby because they don't trust uh, Jean-Pierre to do that. And on this important occasion, they toted out this Ian Sams guy. Um, and, of course, they blame the special counsel. Now, don't forget, this special counsel worked for Merrick Garland. But they claimed he was biased. He, 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 was, uh, he made comments about Joe that he never should have made. Uh, it, it wasn't his job to make these kind. He's not a doctor. Shouldn't come. Of course, then Joe Biden releases a, a, a scathing statement, and it was funny because in the back and forth with the press, which Sam's again, he, 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 you know, he he's he's very intelligent. He knows how to spar. He knows how to say a lot without saying anything. He knows how to block questions he doesn't want to answer. And really, at the end of the uh, at the end of his little time, 
he basically was telling the press, okay, here's how, here's how you need to write about this. He was telling the press what to say. He basically said, you know, you need, you need to basically tell your readers or your viewers or whatever media platform you may have that Joe Biden was exonerated and the special counsel crossed the line in talking about his mental health deficiencies. And then it happened. Around 8.45, Joe Biden comes out to talk to the country. If that report, if anybody doubted that report, at the end of that mini press conference, it's one of the first times in a long time he'd taken any questions from the press. And of course, they were hitting him hard. Oh, he would he he would last about two minutes in a debate with Donald Trump. But basically, here's the bottom line. Of course, he blamed the special counsel. He says, "I'm fine. I do." Um, they sent out their Democratic operatives over the next few days to basically claim how smart Joe is and how quick he is and how he's on top of things. All of which we know is garbage. Blame, he, he blame, it was it was Merrick Garland special counsel, yet Biden was blaming Trump for this. <laughs> Here, here's the bottom line, folks. You ever uh, hear that uh, fable? The 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 the, uh, the emperor has no clothes, right? That's that that's what that's what that press conference was. The emperor has no clothes. Now, I got to tell you something. In the aftermath of the last two or three days, the New York Times, man, I mean, they've had at least 10 stories basically saying Biden's done. He needs to, he needs to drop out. He's going to get, you know, killed in November. You know, he, he, he's, he, he's done. He's past his prime. He, he just can't, can't handle this. Um... And uh, it's been an interesting few days. You still have some of the media. Listen, the the media looks like total idiots. Because again, if you if you watch this program at all, if you pay attention to even a little bit to some of the news that's on, anybody in his right mind knows that Joe Biden is shot, and he's been shot pretty much from day one. And he's only getting worse. So it's been very interesting because you've got half the Democrats basically out there acting like he's just fine and people are crazy and anybody says Joe's not capable of doing his job, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I still go back to the prosecutor's report because the only reason, supposedly the only reason he didn't get charged is because the prosecutor felt he was not mentally fit to uh, to go to trial and Get an acquit. Get get a uh, a guilty verdict. So, and then and, and then we find out that uh, I guess tomorrow Biden's having his annual physical, and of course the press is very interested. Is he going to have a cognitive test? Nope, no cognitive test. And again, 
you've got, I would say, 70% of the corporate media still trying to cover for him. And, and they have no choice because they've been covering for him for, for four years. He would not be president of one for the media, okay? They played a big factor in, in getting him elected. So, you know, some of them are just all in and they're not going to back off. New York Times, though, the old gray lady, they've been pounding story after story the last three or four days. Joe needs to drop out. They need to, you know, get somebody else ready to go. Joe can't do it. He's, folks, he's done. And I'll tell you this. If he's not getting the message, because that's what that report was. That was a message. Okay? If you follow baseball at all, sometimes if a guy's like crowding the plate a little too close to the plate, you know, the pitcher will throw what they call a high hard one, you know, right at his chin, back him off that plate. That's what that report was. That was a high hard one, right at his chin. Now, I'm telling you, if he's going to be stubborn, and I think Jill wants him to be president more than he does, to be honest with you, because I, I don't think he knows half the time what's going on. But they've sent the message, and if he doesn't get the message, I'm, I'm sure they've got other ways of getting his attention. Now, David Axelrod, who was Obama's number one political advisor, during his eight years. I saw an interview with him over the weekend. And he clearly said, Michelle Obama has no desire whatsoever, probably under any possible circumstance, to try to become president. And by the way, just for the record, I've seen some polling. Her polling numbers aren't quite as good as people thought they would be. But be that as it may. It's like I've always told you. I've always acknowledged that this is being floated out there. But Axelrod, Axelrod even said it. She hates politics. She, she loathed the eight years they had to live in the White House. And, here, but here, but, and here's my case. And again, if I'm wrong, don't worry. I'll be on this program. Mea culpa asking for forgiveness. But I don't think I'm wrong, because here's the bottom line. Obama's already running the country. Why does he need to stick his wife in that hot seat? Well, they could just shove Gavin Newsom in there. Now, they're still going to have a... Here's how they're going to have to do it. The cleanest way to do this is they're going to have to let Joe run through the primaries, which he's going to, you know, rack up all the delegates he needs. And then at the convention... He's going to have to come up with, you know, uh, my health, my family, some story, right? Releases delegates, and then the and, and, and then the super delegates are the ones who will decide who's going to take his place. It's not going to be Kamala. I can promise you that. It's going to be Gap. Listen, I've heard Whitmer. Okay, I've heard Shapiro, the uh, Pennsylvania governor. It's gonna, it's gonna be Gavin Newsom. Now, here's gonna be the rub, though. They're gonna have because technically, it should be Kamala. 
but there is no way in heaven that they are going to put Kamala up as president. The only, the only Democrat with lower popularity ratings than Joe Biden is Kamala Harris, okay? So they're, they're just going to pull Joe, insert Gavin, and it'll be interesting to see they may, that they may, they may lose some of that black female support. I don't think it's going to make that big of a deal to black men, but I can see some black men being very offended. Hey, 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 she's number two. If you're taking Joe out, she, she's the president. I can see that argument being made, and they're just going to have to suck it up and fight through that. So that's where that stands. Very interesting. Now, oh, they impeached Mayorkas tonight. Well, let's just get that out of the way. That, that, that was going to happen. I told you last week when they failed, they're going to bring it back. And the only reason it failed because uh, Scalise was gone. And I think one of the Democrats was in the hospital, and they literally got him out of the hospital and got him into the House chambers so he could vote and make it a tie vote. So, but he he's he he now becomes the first cabinet secretary since I think 1862 or something like that that has been impeached. Now here here's what's going to happen. What I would hope will happen, but. Hope isn't a good strategy, and I don't think they'll do this. The impeachment, articles of impeachment will now go to the Senate for a trial. Um, Schumer has no choice but to put, put the, gear up the trial. But he can immediately call for a dismissal of the charges. And if all of his people vote in lockstep, which the Democrats always do, that'll be the end of it. What I had hoped would happen is they would have a trial in the Senate, even though I know they're not going to remove me, Orcus. Okay? They're not going to remove him. But the, but, but the trial would have been uh, televised, like when, they impeach, like when they impeached Trump. All of the criminality involved in the whole immigration system, not just by Mayorkas, but by Biden, that would be out front and center because that's what he got impeached for, the uh, the border. But Schumer's not going to let that happen. They'll accept the articles of impeachment. He's going to move to dismiss. And as long as they've got a majority, I mean, they've got a one, they've got a one uh, person majority as long as they're all there, nobody's like in the hospital or something, um, that'll be that. And he will be technically impeached, but he won't be removed. And to be blunt with you, even if they removed him, they just put some other clown in his place that's going to do the same thing. It needed to be done. It, there needed to be a statement. And for once, the Republicans made a statement. I mean... On the scale of 1 to 10, 10 being a great event, it's probably about a 3 or 4. But as much as they fail, that's good. By the way, George Santos, the Republicans, 
they they shoot themselves in the foot every time. They kicked him out. They had a they had a uh, they had an election in New York for his seat out on Long Island, and the Democrat won his seat. So that seat now flipped from Republican to Democrat because the Republicans just had to get rid of George Santos. Had to get rid of George Santos. If they hadn't got rid of George Santos, Mayorkas would have been impeached last time, last week when they held the first vote. And now, the, now his seat's flipped. So now they're down to a two-seat majority in the House. They, can, they cannot lose more than two people on any vote. Unbelievable. They do it to themselves. All right, last night, actually this morning, maybe about 5 o'clock, the Senate went all night long. And I, I, I told you when they tried to put that, what they call that bipartisan border bill together and then attach the uh, funding, the $60 billion for Ukraine, uh, $14 billion for uh, Israel, and I think another six-some billion for uh, Taiwan. The only reason they put that funding on there is because the Republicans weren't even going to talk about money for Ukraine unless they got border taken care of. Well, as we know, the border part of it was garbage, pure garbage. It was so bad that they couldn't get it out of the Senate where, where, where they negotiated it. And I told you at the time, all they care about, I've been telling you for months now, all they care about is they are laser-focused on that $60 billion to Ukraine. And, he, and we're going to get into this in a second, but here, here, here's, here's a little uh, reminder for you. If we don't send them any money, that war's about over. They, ne they were never going to beat Russia. Never. At best, all they've been able to do is fight to a draw. And, what, and what's been the result of that? 100,000 Ukrainians, 100,000 Russians have died. For what? The Ukrainians have lost an entire generation of young men. Do you know that right now, the Ukrainian army... Their biggest problem right now in, in Ukraine in, in, in Ukraine, they don't have enough, they don't have enough soldiers. The average age of their soldiers right now is 42 years old. They do not have enough soldiers. Yes, we keep pumping billions in there, they're gonna keep fighting and they're gonna keep dying. So the Senate last night they spent I mean, they literally started in the early afternoon. They went to like five or six this morning and finally passed a bill for $96 billion. Again, 60 for Ukraine, uh, 14 or something's going to uh, Israel, some money for Taiwan. Okay. And listen to this little uh, addition they put in this bill. They put an addition that the president of the United States is not allowed to withhold uh, funding for the next year and a half. Now, what was that all about? Oh, that's so Donald Trump, if he wins in November, he can't cut off the money to Ukraine like he's going to to end this stupid war. That's in the bill. So, so, so where's this going now? Well, 
the House passed it. Now it goes to the, or the Senate passed it. Now it goes to the House. And Mike Johnson, here's how, here's how, here's how, here's how this is going to work. There's two ways this is going to go down. Mike Johnson is going to refuse to put it on the floor of the House, meaning it's never going to see the light of day. Don't forget, the House 10 months ago passed H.R. 2, which was, a, which was basically a border bill that put all the Trump-era policies back in place. They passed it out of the House. It went to the Senate. It's been sitting in Chuck Schumer's desk ever since. He's not going to bring that up for a vote. So when this bill from the Senate goes to Johnson, he cannot put this on the House floor for a vote. He can't. He just needs to put it in his desk. Nancy Pelosi played that trick all the time. When the Senate sent over something the Republicans won and she didn't like it, she just never brought it up. Now, there is something called a discharge order. What that is, is if you can get a majority of the House to sign a discharge order, which that would only be 217, uh, Mike Johnson has no choice. He's got to put it on the House floor if they go with this discharge order. Now, the only way they can effectively pull that trick is to get three Republicans to defect and join the Democrats. Which I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I would I would I wouldn't even put the butt of a Chicago hot dog on that. Because they the Republicans just have a history of being gutless wonders. So the prayer is Johnson sticks in his desk. He doesn't put it on the floor. And as of tonight, I think that's what he's going to do. But then at some point, they may try this discharge order, and then we got to pray that three Republicans don't flip and join the Democrats to force it to go on the floor. How, how, many, how many months now have I been telling you? How many programs have I been on telling you? How they've got this fetish to get $60 billion more dollars that we don't have to Ukraine. It's unbelievable. And of course, nothing's being done with our border. Tucker's uh, interview with Putin was somewhat interesting. Um, Tucker asked him about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that got blown up. Putin says, I know, I know the United States did it, but what am I going to do? Start a world war over a pipeline? I thought I thought that was a fairly restrained answer, just, just to be blunt with you. <laughs> um, let's see. Biden is the Biden administration. He's doing this through his State Department people, Tony Blinken, those people. The diplomats are trying to force Israel into a ceasefire. And they're starting to, they're threatening to withhold money 
and weapons if they don't call for a ceasefire. Biden sure likes, you know, you know, you know, they they they, they impeach Trump over an absolute garbage charge that he was working Ukraine on a quid pro quo to try to get Joe Biden when in, in fact it was Joe Biden that ran the quid pro quo. And if you look at how Biden operates, he doesn't know how to negotiate. All he knows how to do is, you know, hold things over, over, over people's head. And he's threatening Israel with holding money, with holding weapons, if they don't call for a ceasefire. You know why? Because Joe Biden is getting killed in the polls by Democrats who want to see the war over. They're, anti, they're anti-Semites. They're pro-Palestine, Palestinians. I mean, look at all the uh, look at all the uh, various protests around the country. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, by the way, not only do we have a major problem, obviously, on the southern border, and I've touched on it a little bit, but we got a major problem on the on the northern border too. We really do. Um, we've got a lot of people pouring. And let me tell you something, because I spent a bunch of time in my old life in Canada, back up in the mid-80s, where I had some offices of my business, uh, Canada was always a very easy country to immigrate to. Okay? So it was easy, much easier for people to get into Canada than the United States. But don't forget, we got a long border with Canada. And apparently, uh, there's a lot of people pouring in our country from Canada. By the way, <laughs> Homeland Security, which of course Mayorkas is the secretary of, they put about like six months ago, they put together like an app, a phone app, to make it easier for the illegals to like navigate their way into the country. I heard today they had over 64, 64 million hit on that app in the last 10 months. <laughs> I mean, they I mean they've done everything but roll out a red carpet. Everything but roll out a red carpet. I'll tell you what, we've got another interesting uh showdown coming because they're supposed to fund the government at the end of February. That's like 16 days. If the Republicans ever decided to grow a backbone, grow a spine, now is the time. Because if they refuse to if they refuse to fund the government, it shuts down. Now don't forget, they'll give you all they'll 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 come out with all kinds of horror stories. Social Security goes out, Medicare goes out, military gets paid, essential workers get paid. The majority of the government, yeah, they get laid off, they get furloughed, but whenever they come back to work, they get their back pay, okay? So maybe inconvenient to some of these government workers, but the country is fine. I've lived through, I don't know, six or seven shutdowns. Most of them aren't too long, three or four days, but there's a couple of them for a couple of weeks, and things ran fine. But here's the point. If the government shuts down, that means all the money to these NGOs, that are the engine that makes this whole immigration scam run. 
don't, that money gets shut down. You want to talk about you know pouring sand into the in, 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 you know into the cogs? I mean that will cause the whole immigration system to come to a screeching halt. And that's exactly what needs to happen. Just for the just for the half of it. That's exactly what needs to happen. All right, let me talk to you real quick about this uh, shooting at Osteen's church on Sunday. Uh, you're not hearing this from most places. The uh, shooter was a 36-year-old El, uh, woman from El Salvador. Uh, now, I don't know if she attained legal status between 2020 and 2024. I don't know that. If I had to bet money, I'd say no. But in 2020, she she voted for president, even though she was an illegal. I'm just throwing that out. <coughs> Only God knows how many of these illegals, these 10 million illegals, are going to be voting this November. Only God knows that. Anyway, that's just a little side note. 36-year-old female from El Salvador, probably illegal. Uh, history of mental health problems, schizophrenia. Um, oh, did I tell you she also, uh, there were periods where she thought she was a, a boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she went through some of those periods too where she decided she was going to be a boy. Obviously doesn't care for Christians. Hates the Jews. The uh, When they raided her home, they found all kinds of... Uh, anti-Semitic writings and stuff. Oh, and on the uh, on the stock of a rifle that she used, uh, she had the words free Palestine. So, uh, by the grace of God, this happened in a lobby area in between services and two off-duty police officers that served as security, they engaged her almost immediately and killed her. I mean, this could have been obviously a, a really nasty scene. Now, a 57-year-old man got hit in the leg. He's going to be fine. For whatever reason, she brought her 7-year-old son with her. And he ended up getting shot in the head. He's in critical condition. The last word I heard is they don't think he's going to make it. But obviously this could have been a lot worse than it was. But the media doesn't even want to cover it. You know why? Because they're going to have to cover the fact that, yep, this is another mentally, number one mentally ill. Okay? Wasn't some Trump-loving MAGA supporter. It was a mentally ill human being like every one of these cases, okay? Every one of these cases involves mental illness, every one of them. And she was also mentally ill to the point she didn't even know what gender she was at times in her life, okay? And as I told you, by the way, we haven't seen that uh, uh, manifesto from that uh, that woman who thought she was a man in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, remember her? Killed the six people at the Christian school? Told you when that happened, you were never going to see that manifesto. 
FBI took control of that case. I guarantee you, they've got that manifesto. You know why? Because the Biden administration is pushing this trans insanity on the country. And we're now starting to find out that not only these people obviously mentally ill because they don't know what gender they are, but most of them are on some kind of harsh medications in their transitioning or as they're going through this process. And we've now had, I don't know, I think six or seven of the last eight uh, mass shootings have been these these people mentally ill, not even know what gender they are. Of course, that's not a good that's not a good narrative. They don't want that narrative out of there, and that's why this whole Osteen situation just disappeared. I mean, once they found out she was probably illegal, once they found out she, you know. Didn't know if she's a boy or a girl. I mean, that was it. Done. Get that off the get that off the news. We don't want to hear that. Can't have that mess up our narrative. John Stewart. Now he's a very, uh, you know, uh, he's art. He's he's a comic. Okay, uh, he mostly did political stuff for years. Uh, obviously, he's a total, you know, lefty liberal aggressive guy, hates Trump, obviously. And uh, he left Comedy Central years ago after a pretty successful run. And he's back now for one night a week. And he had his first Monday night last night. And he ripped Trump. That was no shock there. But he also was ripping Biden for his, you know, mental acuity and his cognitive problems that he's obviously having. People are mad at John. He's, he used to be the darling, you know, of the liberal crowd. They love John Stewart. They're not happy with John. Okay, that's good. You can you can rip Trump, but don't rip Joe. Uh, Fannie Willis, Thursday. She's got problems. Matter of fact, she may be in prison and Trump won't be. <laughs> How about that? Um, it looks like now she she lied on an affidavit to the court on when her sexual relationship with that attorney Wade that she hired to be the main prosecutor. Apparently, they both lied on affidavits to the court when that relationship started. And the judge in the case is holding a hearing, a two-day hearing, Thursday and Friday, Fannie Willis will be on the witness stand under oath, as will Wade. And she she could be she could be my gut based on based on what we know. My gut, she's definitely going to be off this case. I think that's a minimum. Depending on how the court decides to deal with her perjury, um, I mean that I mean that that would be something that they would report to the Georgia Bar Association for disbarment, okay? And then what does that do to the case? That means they've got to bring a new prosecutor in, kind of start all the way over. Does a new prosecutor a new prosecutor, even want to go down this road? Because you know darn well, with all this mess, it's gonna, the, the jury's going to know about it. It's going to be a black eye on the whole case. It's a garbage case to begin with. My gut is my, my my gut is 
they will just drop this case. It, if they find she perjured herself and she's referred to the Georgia Bar for disbarment, this case, that, Atlanta's done. By the way, uh, from what I heard tonight, Trump's going to be actually at that hearing Thursday. <laughs> I guess he couldn't help himself. <laughs> oh, The Biden economy. People, the people are having a real hard time uh, just having a place to live right now, right? The inflation's killing people. Rents are up. They can't afford houses. You've got more people right now homeless in this country than ever before in the history of the country. You now have people, listen to this one. You now have people going on Amazon and for 20 to 30 grand buying what they call a tiny home. I had to go on Amazon just to look, just to see, because I didn't believe it. But it's like a, it's it, it's like an accordion house, and obviously you got to have some place to put it. Got, I mean, it fit on it fit on somebody's backyard probably, and it kind of unfolds like an accordion, and it's a house. I mean, three four hundred square feet maybe I think. But it's got a bathroom and it's got a kitchen. And, you know. and then you've got people, more people than ever, are living in RVs. Apparently the RV parks around the country are just packed full. You now have an inordinate number of people actually living in their cars. Okay, This is Joe Biden's America, folks. And last but not least, this has become a problem in a lot of parts of the country. It's called, they're, they're called squatters. These people are looking for houses that are empty, and they're just moving in. And they're getting, the, they turn the water on, they turn the electric on. And again, I don't know all of the legalities. I didn't have a chance to, you know, read up enough on it to to, to talk, you know, from a from a position of knowledge on this. But the little bit I did read and heard about, apparently, in some of these places, it depends on the city, depends on the state. In some of these cities, it may take you eight months. A year to get those people out. Now, I honestly don't understand how that happens. If, if, if you don't own the house and I own the house, get out of my house. But apparently, once they're in, getting them out isn't that easy. I mean, it is crazy. Apparently, they got a big problem with this in, in, in the Atlanta area. And a lot of these metropolitan areas, these people are literally just moving in. I've never seen anything like it. And again, every state's different. Every, every, I'm sure counties probably got some nuances or whatever. Again, I mean, it blew me away because again, my just my logical thinking says, okay, I own this house. 
Somebody moved in. I did. You don't have a lease. I mean, you don't have a lease. You don't have a rental contract. You got nothing. You just moved your stuff in my in my house. Get out. But it's not that simple. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um. Oh, by the way, you know, back to Biden for a second. He actually sent out a fundraising letter today based on that special counsel report that said he's guilty as all get out, but he's not mentally fit to, for a jury to find him guilty. Of course, he rips the special counsel in there. And then he goes on for a paragraph how this guy was so callous that he had to mention that Joe couldn't remember when his son Bo died. I mean, these people have no shame, man. They really don't. They have no shame. No shame at all. Now, speaking of no shame, the government banned TikTok from all federal devices. Any federal government device, it's illegal to put TikTok on there because it's a national security problem. Yeah, Joe Biden, his campaign just signed a deal with a bunch of TikTok influencers to try to, you know, pimp his candidacy to younger people on TikTok. I mean, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Oh, and I found out the other day that it was May Orchid. Now, don't forget, Secret Service comes under the auspices of uh, Department of Homeland Security, uh, Homeland Security, and of course that's Mayorkas, right? He personally declined the request by RFK Jr. for secret for a Secret Service detail. Not once, twice. Personally, didn't go through the channels. Went right to Mayorkas. What a sick human being is. I mean, what a really sick human being. And doesn't pay to be on a major corporate network and not kiss Joe Biden's rear end. For years, one of the uh, national security reporters for Fox News was a woman named Catherine Herridge. Very good, very serious woman. You know, wasn't wasn't partisan. You know, she you know she wasn't rah rah for anybody. She reported on national security. Very solid. Reporter, probably as close to journalism as you're going to find anywhere these days. And she left to go to CBS. And to be blunt with you, that's, that was quite an upward move. National Security uh, uh, Director of News for CBS News. And I don't know how long she's been there, maybe three, four years. Well, CBS has just cut about uh, two or three percent of their workforce. And she was part of the, she was one of the people who got cut. Apparently, apparently, from what I read, you know, she wasn't all on board with the Biden cheerleading squad. It's not, it's not that she was cheerleading for Trump. It's not like she was ripping Biden. She just, she reported fair and accurate. You can't do that in the media anymore. If you're working for those big corporate outlets like CBS, you got to go with the narrative. You know. 
objective reporting is not is not uh, is not welcome. And here's something I mentioned to you probably about six months ago, and it popped back up. A couple of investigative reporters, Matt Taibbi and a couple other guys, are all over this. We now know, and, and again, this is this is no news to this audience. Anybody's been watching for any period of time. But they have now confirmed that in June of 2016, when it looked like Trump was going to be the nominee to go up against Hillary, John Brennan, head of the CIA, put together a list of 26 people associated with the Trump campaign. And he gave this list to foreign intelligence agencies. We, 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 we have a kind of like a treaty. It's called the Five Eyes Treaty. And I know I'm going to screw this up, but England's one, we're one, that's two. Australia's one, New Zealand's one, and Canada's one. Okay, I got it. Those five. It's called the Five Eyes. And we have like this joint intelligence uh, you know, type of a group where we all share information and everything because we're all pretty much democracies all on the same page with all, right? Well, Brennan, he makes a list of 26 people that were in the Trump campaign. Foreign affairs specialists, all kinds of people. Gave that list to these, to, to the other four Agencies, foreign agencies, and basically told them, you know, start bumping into these people. And I guess bumping into people is kind of a is kind of a, a spook term for follow them, see if you can talk to them, see if you can get some info out of them, see if you can, you know, set them up maybe with a girl, you know, a honey trap, something like. In other words, that's what they want. They they want to see if they can get some dirt on these guys, hopefully on Trump. Now, this is illegal. 1,000% illegal. We now know that there was a binder with thousands of pages in it of all of this raw intel, all of the details of the whole Russia-Trump collusion hoax all in this one binder. And according to the investigative journalists, the government's been freaking out now for a little bit, of, about a couple of years, because they can't find the binder. And if you remember when they raided Mar-a-Lago, I sat here one night on the program and told you that my gut is... They raided Mar-a-Lago looking for that binder. That's because I guarantee you Trump took that. That's his insurance policy. And that binder has got every detail of what they did to his campaign. The criminal activity that they engaged in against his campaign. And I guarantee you as I sit here tonight, that is what they were looking. I, t I told you what happened. Because I remember, I remember that. But Trump declassified 
those documents two days before he left office. And the binder is missing. Now, maybe somebody, Brennan, who knows, has the original binder. I promise you as I sit here tonight, Trump's got either the original binder or he's got copies of everything in that binder. What? This is this is going to be sweet. Because if you remember, I told you, when they, when they started indicting him with all these charges and stuff, I said, there, I, I would not be shocked at all if in the middle of one of these trials, Trump starts pulling out documents and things that he's got that's going to blow the government wide open. We'll see. We'll see. Could be a very interesting next nine and a half months. All right. Before we get out of here tonight, darn, we're a little late. Uh, if you never made a decision for Jesus, I want to give you a chance to do that right now. We're all going to stand before God one day after we take that last breath. And all that matters is, do we have a relationship with Jesus? Because it's Jesus who died so your sins could be wiped clean. If you want to make that decision tonight, pray with me. Dear Lord, I come to you this night asking you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, tonight I believe in my heart, confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. And from this moment on, my life is yours now and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you pray in a minute, the Bible says you're saved, not because you said a few words, because of your faith in God's grace. Have a book I'll send you. won't cost you anything. Drop me an email, bkellerliveprayer.com. I'll get it out to you. And uh, if you need prayer for anything, don't hesitate to email me. Let me get you that email address real quick. Boom, there it goes. All right. So have a great night tonight. Have a blessed Wednesday. And Lord willing, we'll see you back here tomorrow night, 11 o'clock. More live prayer. God bless. What problems are you dealing with in your life right now? Do you feel like you're Times are hard and you're not strong. Well, I know the answer for you. And it will.